The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Portions of the show may be previously recorded. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, here we are, my friends, the day before Thanksgiving, and I'm going to call today Giving Thanks in Advance Day, in that the opportunities are on the horizon. Last 33 years, I've given you what I believe to be the predictions of what was going to happen in the near midterm areas. And uh, I would like to think that I've been highly correct. For the last two years, I've told you that people were going to start losing money on real estate. The people that had bought during the highest peaks and that had bought under the worst conditions. So what we're coming into now is we're coming into a situation where you've got uh, the Fed raising the interest rates. They're trying to slow down the economy. It's not what is happening to the buying, although it is slowing buying down quite a bit. But the real problem is this differentiation uh, of expectations between the buyer and the seller. And a lot of people just bought because that's all they could find and they wanted to buy so bad that they just bought. The way the bank and the brokers made this thing work during that time was by lowering the interest rates so low and by creating something called an interest-only loan, where you don't have to pay the principal. So you're never paying down the mortgage. You're just paying the interest on the loan. The bank also started looking at different ways to evaluate properties. They started evaluating properties on pro forma. But how do you do that in a market where everything's already up? So the marketplace, you know, remember, is driven by people trying to make money. And the people driving this market are the mortgage brokers and the real estate sales brokers. And I told you months ago that these guys were going to start trying to tell you when the market was going to go down that it won't. And I said, no, it will go down because you won't be able to get loans on new deals. So the only way anything will transact is if the prices come down. Now, remember, brokers were selling for the sellers. They always work for the, to the seller. Well, now, at this point, when that turns around, it becomes a soft market, becomes a buyer's market. The brokers realized that the, you know, the only way they could get a listing before was to, to inflate the value of the property to the seller. They now realize the only way they get a sale is to deflate the value to the seller in their own mind. And the seller comes in and says, I'm just going to make up some numbers. Say, I want $5 million. And they say, look, I could have got you $5 million two months ago, six months ago. Right now with these interest rates that have gone from 25 to 5.5, I can't get you any more than $4 million for it. And so, you know, if you won't list it at $4 million or less, I'm not even going to take the listing because I'll be working my butt off trying to sell something that's not going to sell. And if it does, it's just going to get retraded, and you're going to get retraded. If you take it to some other broker, I guarantee you, you, you go out there, and even if you got an offer for $5 million, it's going to get retraded the second the mortgage guys get to it. And so they become salespeople for the buyers now, you see. 
And so they were selling us on taking these risky transactions and doing them. And now they're selling the the sellers on bringing the prices down to more realistic. Then they got to come back to us and then sell us up to the difference because the seller doesn't want to go down to the reality. The buyer doesn't want, the buyer would buy if you went down to the reality, they'd buy all day long. You got the price down to where you had cash flow at a five and a half percent interest rate, people would be buying. It's the fact the seller doesn't want to go down. Some of them would say, I'll just hold and uh, I don't mind holding because I make money which I'm going to come back to later in the show, and you don't want to miss that point because therein lies the rough of the whole deal. We understand the concept of best product, best price. So if you have a submarket that has 50,000 people in it and 10,000 of those people rent, we're going to get the top of that 10,000 people pool because we're the best product at the best price. Other people may have a much better product, but it's more expensive. And so we get the best product at the best price type. People that own apartment complexes at the bottom end of the spectrum, during the recessional times, they stop taking care of their properties because they're losing money. Their occupancy goes down. They're not able to make any profit. So they start scrimping on their maintenance and repairs and on their cleaning and landscaping, uh, maybe even their staff. And everything they can do to try to cut the expenses as opposed to increase the income because they've lost control of the income because they don't have the best product, best price philosophy. So they can't beat us on the income side of the equation. So they try to beat us by having lower expenses. The problem is with lower expenses is a downward spiral. It's like flushing a toilet. You're seeing your property go down the tubes along with your income because the worse it gets, the less people want to live there. And you either have to lower your rents to get people to live in a lower quality of product, right? Or you have to go down in occupancy, in which case you lose income. The more income you lose, the less money you have to put back into the property. You see the spiral, it just goes down and down and down and down. At some point, it's got to be flushed. It's going down, guys. And it's just a matter of time. So here we are. I own real estate companies in 10 different states now. And... In every single state, deals where the sellers have the prices too high, they're getting retraded. Mortgage companies are not allowing deals to be sold for too high a price. And the higher the interest rates are, the lower the price has to go or the property just doesn't cash flow. It's not like you buying a home for yourself. Well, I guess it is, someone, because when you go to buy a home for yourself, you're looking for the mortgage payment to fit within what you can qualify for as a mortgage with your debt coverage ratio. We as investors are looking for a property to have cash flow, to have profit. And if the interest rates are too high, there is no cash flow. There is no profit, and hence, there's no sense in us buying it, right? So we're seeing now that it's becoming a buyer's market. And the question now, will it continue to be a buyer's market? Where is it going, right? And I'm going to make an argument today that it's going to go further down. It's not close to stopping going down. In fact, I'm going out on the limb and saying, I think it's going to go down quite a bit more. But when I say that, you have to understand this. 95% of you will buy real estate and you'll get it at an okay price or maybe even pay too much for it. Leftover prices from the high times. But the people that know what they're doing, the people like myself, we're out there right now furiously looking at stuff. I've got three different brokers looking for, I mean, day and night stuff to buy, looking for the stuff that's breaking. 
and we're going to talk about what makes something break here in just a minute. But sellers break. They go on and on and on. Something happens, timetable changes, they get up against a loan that's come due, somebody dies in the family, they lose their manager and they don't know how to manage the property without it. Things happen in life that during good times doesn't really, bo- doesn't really bother people. But in bad times, especially when you acerbate that uh, with lower rents and or va- higher vacancy, sellers or owners... They don't know what to do, and they start losing money. And people don't like to lose money, so they'll sell. They'll get out. But when they go to get out, they're a distressed seller, and it's like sharks in the water. People can tell, and they're not going to give them the price they want. Plus, they can't get it anyway, even if they wanted to get it, because the mortgage companies won't give it to them. So now you got the mortgage company playing against you, the buyers playing against you, even your real estate brokers are playing against you, and you're a seller, and you're like, oh, my God, I've got to have to just drop it and get out. And that's what we look for. There's an old saying that I made up, okay? <laughs> part of it. I made up part of the saying. Part of the saying says that there's uh, you're not looking for real estate. You're looking for motivated sellers. Now, there's real estate everywhere, on every corner. So we're not, we don't really care that there's real estate out there. You can go to any broker and get a 1,000 listings. It's not that there's real estate for sale. What we're looking for is a motivated seller, somebody who's in trouble that needs to make a deal. Now, the second part of that I invented. That was somebody, somebody else's very wise saying. The second part of that saying is this. But you don't find a deal. You make a deal. So you have to find a motivated seller, but then you've got to structure a deal that makes sense. You're going to have to negotiate a deal that works for this seller. You can't just go in there and ask for the world because it won't work. you got to give them something, you know, to get them to let go. Maybe it's a quick close. You know, maybe it's an all-cash offer because the property won't qualify for a loan. Maybe it's something else, like maybe you let them take back some equity in a second lien. Um, those are the kind of things we used to do that don't even think about getting done anymore. But in this day and age, all those creative things that we used to use come out of the box. The box is open. My toy chest is sitting out in my garage wide open right now. And all the ideas in the past 33 years of me doing this, are they're on the table. I'm starting to go through the rubbish through the box, throw them out on the table. You can just envision this. I go, ooh, there's a neat one. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to use that. Actually, I'm doing that with my tools right now. And so we go through all this stuff and we figure out what, you know, works and what doesn't work and what we need to bone up on. And at the same time, we're looking for projects to use all these tools on. And the projects are the real estate deals. And so we've got guys out there looking and looking and looking. So I'll have to look at a hundred apartment complexes to buy one. You know, that's the way it works. If you're looking for houses, you might have to look at five or 10 houses. I'm looking at houses even. I'm looking at houses because I mean, I'm picking up a couple good deals in houses. Uh, you say, well, that's small. Well, I'm looking for you know more expensive homes where I can buy real expensive mansions for cheap and fix them up and whatever. But it's just a situation where you're looking for motivated sellers. That's the key at this point. And so as we go through this, we know it's happening. 
the prices continue to fall and the Fed continues to raise interest rates. So here we are the day before Thanksgiving, and they're anticipating another rate increase in November, another small increase in December, and then they'll look at it again in January. That's already baked in. People already know that stuff's coming. So what's happening is, is it, it's crushing people's desire to do business even before they get to the point where they have to do it with higher interest rates. So what is happening? Well, when we come back from the break here, I'm going to go over something that's interesting because the Fed is pounding us. I mean, I, I can't even remember all the rate increases we've had this year already. I could go look them up and write them down. But we have, again, like I said, they anticipate another one here at the end of November and one in, small one in December. That's a lot. We're going from about 2.5% interest rates to 6% interest rate on these deals. That's a massive increase. And what's happened is, is that it has started to chip away at inflation. And that little bit was enough for certain people to start thinking, hmm, maybe it's over. But when I come back from this break, I'm going to explain to you why they're wrong. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Everyone is asking, is it still a good time to invest in real estate? We see no indication that for the foreseeable future, and even the unforeseeable future, no indication whatsoever that real estate is suddenly not going to be the best vehicle for creating wealth and passive income for your family. And so that would say that now is the time to get in. And we very rarely talk about this because we talk about cash flow. But now we're talking a little bit about capital gains and what the future brings in that property. Because it's real, at the end of the day, you have all your cash flow, but you've got this nice capital gain when you sell. And the inflation that we see and the reasons for it are going to continue and we're going to see great capital gains at the end of the line when we sell these properties. Get in on the next free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're calling the show Giving Thanks in Advance. Yes, one day before Thanksgiving, we're giving thanks not for what we have, but for what we shall have in the future, which is real estate deals purchased at really great prices that will allow us to build massive amounts of personal wealth. There it is. That's enough to give thanks for. How do we know that's going to happen? Because my 33 years worth of experience of doing this with over 50,000 clients in 10 states has proven it to be true. 
if you have enough cycles behind you, and I've lived through this recessionary cycle twice as an investor, I know how it works. And I want to read you this article right here. The headline of the statement was, "Is inflation has inflation peaked? The concept is, okay, the Fed, by jumping on this thing and dropping all these big interest rate hikes on it, broke inflation's back. So they're using that as an excuse. Now, remember, they're brokers. They need people to be comfortable to be buying. They want the market back. So they're saying, hmm, this might be it. In other words, they think just because inflation went down that we're there. I don't believe it possibly could be because people are inflationary or recessionary by nature. It's cyclical for a reason. As people see that everybody else is getting raises and the cost of everything's going up, everybody else wants raises. That pushes inflation. The president actually came out the other day and said, we shouldn't give anybody raises because that's inflationary. Yeah, we can spend billions and trillions of dollars. Don't get me going there, Dell, on stuff you shouldn't. But man, don't give your employees a raise because that's inflationary. Joe, you're old. Go home. The Democrats aren't going to do anything except make things worse in every way, shape they can. The bottom line is, is that I don't see it stopping. Well, what you have to live with is the Fed continue to increase interest rates until they feel like they've broken the back of inflation. So Marcus Milchev's saying, well, maybe they broke the back of inflation. I don't believe it happens that quickly. They're not going to get away with just raising interest rates to, to five and, and saying that's it because five is a good interest rate. So I'm going to read to you a couple of paragraphs out of another article. And then the article states, uh, the heading is, the housing boom is over. Housing shortages will continue. I quote, as mortgage rates have risen this year, the buyer demand for homes has fallen. That has spelled trouble for home construction businesses. Home builders' confidence dropped for the 10th straight month in October. The decline in builder sentiment reflects what economist Ian Stefferson describes as market in free fall. So what is it in that paragraph that grabs my attention? Tenth straight month in a row, there's been a decline in confidence. Builders see it coming, guys. The number one consumer product that drives the country is housing. All the construction people, all the trades, all the uh, supplies, lumber, electrical supplies, AC supplies, all those people make a living off the fact that we're building homes. And if they're not building homes, those people are suffering. And so where the interest rates may stop going up, you're still going to have to face the recession that's imminent. And so as that happens, you start to watch this snowball start to take effect. It goes on and says, the University of Michigan index of buying conditions for homes has fallen to the lowest since 1982. Now, why is that important? Because what's happening is you have these ups and downs, these little bubbles. But right now, people feel like we're on the verge of something big. 1982. That's before 1986. That's the biggest recession. So if you're looking at, in our lifetime, 1986 was the largest recession I lived through, and you're seeing people already as fearful as they were in 82 before the 86 recession, you're seeing something, right? It goes on and says, this week mortgage demand for home purchases is down 41%. 41%, that's almost half of what it was a year ago. Sales of new single-family houses is down 17% year over year. And the historic multifamily housing construction boom is already fading away. 
the interest rates that dropped single-family housing and made single-family housing go down, those same interest rates are a pushback on home builders and multifamily developers alike. So there you have it. The multifamily businesses are feeling it. It means the recession is just right around the corner. We're looking at it, right? We're looking at it, and it's staring us in the face, and we're saying, hmm, what's this going to mean? And how long is it going to stay down? And that's the next point. The next point shows that housing, after it fell in 2008, didn't come all the way back as far as construction until 2020. New housing construction did not return to post-1990 average again until 2020, 30 years later. In other words, when people stop buying houses, the whole trend changes. And it's happening right in front of our eyes. Those of you that have not been through this before, you don't see it. I see it. And those of you that have not been through it before are probably afraid of it. And I'm not afraid of it. I actually look forward to it. I look forward to it and talk about it year after year about, oh, boy, it's going to happen again someday, and we're going to be ready. And we are ready, and it is happening. So we are ready. It is happening. You've been waiting. You've heard about it. It's now. It's happening. So we've got the interest rates kicking us in the butt and dropping the prices on these properties because you can't underwrite them. It's forcing sellers to rethink their situations and sell at lower prices. Then you've got Marcus Milchap coming in, the brokerage community saying, oh, whoa, um, inflation dropped it from the, you know, the mid eights to the low or to the high sevens. And that might mean that they're not going to raise the interest rates anymore. I don't believe that to be true. I still believe they're going to raise the interest rates at least two more times. Um, but even then, if they hold off just to see what happens and they don't increase the interest rates anymore, you have to wait for that stuff to really filter down. And it's going to filter down slowly into the deals that are already there. As these mortgages start to come to fruition, they end. They have to find new financing. They underwrote it when the interest rates were low. They can't underwrite the same way, and they're not going to be able to get loans, and those deals are going to fall into the market, and they're going to be distressed sellers, and we're going to make a killing on those deals. Um, moving along, even when the interest rates begin to be absorbed, in other words, people understand it's going to be you know 5%, 6% interest rate on buying a new property, the next thing's going to hit them is recession, and there's not going to be occupancy. I'm going to read you this uh, ALN uh, apartment data article. Uh, it's November 16, 2022, digging into recent rent changes. Persistently low apartment demand this year has obviously had a major impact on other commonly cited performance metrics for the industry. While average occupancy has been trending downward all year, tepid demand finally caught up with a stubbornly high rent growth in just the last few months. So what does that mean? Uh, growth and momentum of rents has stopped. In other words, we've been buying these properties, telling the banks, look, we're going to raise the rents. The rents have really gone up. This guy isn't there. He's behind the, the curve. And so I can buy this even though it doesn't make much sense. Figure out some kind of weird financing for me so that when I get it there, I can refinance, get out of the terrible financing you're giving me and get something better, blah, blah, blah. But there's no more rent growth. So you can't raise your rents into these bad deals anymore. There's just nothing left there to happen. As I go on and read more of this article, it says the national level average effective rent growth for new leases slowed from a 1% monthly gain in July to no change at all in October. So if it was 1% 
in one month. That's 12% a year. That's about what we've been getting in rent increases, 12 to 15%. October had no rent increases. If that continues, you're looking at no more rent growth. And with no more rent growth, then you got to buy it for what it really is, which means there's even more pressure on the seller to sell the property at what it actual numbers are and not pro forma, which means lower prices. Aside from that, numbers monthly average effect rents changed for October through December has ranged from um, minus 1% to 1% uh, in the last five years. So in other words, December is a bad month. We haven't got to December yet, but December can even lose rent in December. And uh, because nobody wants to move during Christmas and Thanksgiving, right? So, or New Year's. So here we are in a situation where we're coming up on the really bad time of the year. We haven't even got to that time of year yet as far as those numbers. Those are October numbers. We still have November and then December and then, you know, January people start doing things again. So that could go down even further. Next paragraph says another part of the national story has been the change in lease concessions availability for new tenants, residents, by the way. After consistent declines all year and from Already low level of availability, the industry has now seen three consecutive months of increases in availability of concessions. Not only that, but the rate of increase has grown each of the last three months. So in other words, owners are giving away concessions to get people to lease. And that means that their rent's going down. Their effective rent is going down. So as the effective rents continue to go down, their net income has got to go down. That hasn't made the property taxes go down, the insurance go down, the operating expenses go down, payrolls are going up. So there's going to be less and less and less profit for these people at these super high prices they purchase these things at. The prices are not sustainable, and these deals will die. It's only a matter of time. The people that bought all these things, these exuberant buyers that bought during the peak market times, and more problematically, with terrible financing, with really, really, really high debt-to-income ratios, just are going to fall apart. They're just going to fall apart. And when they do, we're going to be right there. Lifestyles Unlimited is going to be right there. If you're not in a group right now, you don't know how to do this. You don't have the access to millions and millions and millions of dollars to partner with other people to be able to get involved in these deals. You need to get in now because I'm telling you, this is the red light, man. This is it. You go into the store and that blue light is flashing. It is a sale. This is it. You hear about it. You've heard about it. You missed it. Don't miss it this time. This is it. This is the one. If you don't do it this time, you will miss it this time. I'm telling you, with all the adamacy I can throw into this radio next to picking up the mic and throwing it across the room, you have to understand it's going down now. Now, it's not going to just crash down. It's just going to seep down, seep down, seep down, seep down, seep down. I want to be down there to pick it up. Have a great day. And remember, all through Thanksgiving, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening. 
listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.